Over the first year of my time here at Brighton's, we've focused on the prayers of Paul and we've managed to cover a good number of those from the New Testament epistles. And I feel like maybe we've, we've begun to create a sense that the evening service is a place of prayer with time to, to respond in prayer to God's Word. And I'd like to continue with that in the coming year at the very least um, so as to continue our growing prayer life and continue our coming together in corporate prayer. I thought it would also be good to continue with a focus on teaching about prayer and it seemed worthwhile to dig into the Lord's Prayer. I was already aware that the 24-7 prayer movement had written a course on it. Um, and so, because it's so very practical and, and helpful, my intention is to use it, at least in part, this coming year. Uh, my intention just now is that um, every other month, starting tonight, will show one of their videos from the prayer course. And then, in the months in between those, we'll have a more normal sermon uh, for our evening service uh, with a focus on the previous month's theme or topic so that we can dig a little deeper and just dwell and, and really put into practice that particular theme rather than just going, oh, well, that's one, that one ticked, on to the next. And on the evenings where a video is shown, we, we may even have a little bit of time um, beginning tonight uh, with an opportunity to discuss, to turn to our neighbour and say, well, what did you make of that video? And what did you think about that? And I've got a handout to give you later on. So we kickstart our new series this evening, and the Lord's Prayer is probably the most famous prayer in history, crafted by Jesus himself. Martha, Martin Luther said, to this day I am still nursing myself on the Lord's Prayer like a child, and I am still eating and drinking of it like an old man without getting bored of it. N.T. Wright, New Testament scholar, wrote, The Lord's Prayer, correctly understood, is one of the high roads into the central mystery of Christian salvation and Christian experience. Christian writer Timothy Jones argued, To cultivate a deeper prayer life, all you have to do is say the Lord's Prayer, but take an hour to do it. That prayer, we think, oh, it's just, you just repeat it and you teach it to children and you use sign language and there's so much more to it. It was traditional for rabbis at the time of Jesus to, to have their own unique prayer that brought together their foundational teaching. The, we, we suspect that John the Baptist followers seem to have had such a prayer because in the parallel account to what we read tonight, but it's in Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, Jesus' disciples say, Lord, teach us to pray. And then they add, just as John taught his disciples. They weren't just asking Jesus for a few good prayer tips. They were saying, what is the core of, of your teaching? We need a statement of faith almost. And so maybe this makes the Lord's Prayer the, the earliest Christian creed. Three centuries before the church would craft its first creed. As such, that the Lord's Prayer is our primary doctrinal foundation for life and faith, you might say. Well worth repeating regularly so that its central truths can slowly shape our hearts and our minds. So in that way, the Lord's Prayer is, 
is like a model prayer, knowing what to pray, even what to believe. But the Lord's Prayer is also a bit like a map or a guide teaching us how we might pray. It helps us to pray our own prayers from the heart because when Jesus said, this then is how you should pray, he may well have been telling his disciples to use it like a guide rather than treating it as a formula or a destination. Because we all find prayer difficult. We get distracted and we struggle to know what to say. But praying the Lord's Prayer is a simple answer to those problems. For even just a few words of a phrase, our Father leads you into an adventure of adoration or praise. Or we go on to forgive us and we spend some time in confession. You could focus on different words, different parts of it. And, and as that author said, spend an hour praying the Lord's Prayer. So without further introduction, we're going to play uh, this video from the 24-7 prayer course. It's the second video in the series. Um, so we're jumps, kickstarting, jumping ahead. And the focus tonight is adoration, drawing upon the words of, the opening words, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So, <clears throat> going to hand out uh, this sheet, and maybe I can get a couple of folks to help me with that. And uh, at the top of the sheet, it's just got some of the summary points of what they were talking about. And then two-thirds way down, there are some questions here that you might turn to your neighbour with. Pick one. I don't think you'll get through all of them. And then at the bottom, there are some resources that you could dig into as well. So we're going to take about 10 minutes just to turn to these. Just looking at the time, I'm going to just jump in there and uh, cut things short. If you're around for tea and coffee, you can obviously continue those conversations on. I just wanted to add that on a personal level, uh, the place of adoration for me, I think, is, has really grown um, probably over the last 10 years or so, I think. Probably began um, around that time when I was telling you a few weeks ago in the morning service of that time when someone's words had really wounded my soul. Um, and the year following that time when I, I stopped being a youth worker for that church, it was a really hard year. And I can remember driving up and down through the borders and, and, and having some really rich times of prayer in those. But it wasn't prayer of asking for stuff. The richness came from being able to worship God in the midst of the pain and the hardship of still being able to find some words of adoration. And, and even in this past week, um, something happened, which I won't go into, but, but and what happened, it was sore to the heart. It wounded me to some degree. And it has been in that place of just being with God rather than asking, that place of adoration, as I have appreciated who God is, what I have in Him, who I am in Jesus, it's in that place that I felt God and His Word ministering to me and bringing 
a measure of peace and healing to me as I have turned towards him. So the place of adoration is powerful and life-giving and so very important. 